big pack, Paul Hunter. Another debut on last week. side pick and look at the moves. Look at the twist. Look at the turn. Cozzy. I hope there's a dozen years of that sort of skill in front of that man. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for these fans, by these fans, as we all hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is barracking for the Melbourne Football Club. I'm Tim and thank you so much for joining us. Well, today we are looking at the round two victory against the St Kilda football side and I'm so glad to have back with me my co-host who has come directly from Marvel Stadium. However, (laughs) she didn't realise that the game actually ended on Sunday afternoon, but I think Steph, Steph stayed there and sitting in her seat, just reliving that last 30 seconds of absolute bliss as the uh, doggies <laughs> pipped uh, a very, very, uh, very, very challenging game against the West Coast Eagles. Steph, welcome back. Yes. Thanks so much for joining Jimmy. us. Thanks for, having, thanks for having me back. It's um, It's been a bit chilly at Marvel the last couple of days, but I've just been waiting for the replay to be shown, just watching it over and over again, really. Yeah. It's superb. <laughs> and so that was your first game of footy for the year, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So along the wing there um on Sunday which was awesome with my brother so it was it was a it, it apparently was a small crowd 22,000 but wow it was uh loud and it was electric and it was um great win it's pretty pretty pumped with that one and, yeah and I suppose that's the thing 22,000 at Marvel is quite different than 22,000 at the G isn't it because I think that's exactly pretty right. much what we had at uh at the MCG last yeah. week against Frio and it looked absolutely dead yeah but, on yep. the TV, uh, it looked very, very, and very raucous loud, didn't it? and sounded yeah. extremely loud. So um, I might be wrong, but that's the figures I heard. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, everyone was up and about and it was, it was a good, yeah, it was a good, good win to start. Well, yeah, two for two now for the dogs and D's trailing a little bit behind and we're excited for the season ahead, aren't we? Yeah. What are you, you're sitting fifth, I think, behind yeah, us? Or yeah, we, yeah. 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 Fantastic. And also, you officially started maternity leave. Congratulations. I have. <laughs> how's how's you your so first much. week been? Yeah, it's been busy. Yeah. yeah, it has actually. Like, um, didn't know nesting was so full on. Really too, but <laughs> and it's definitely yeah, a thing. Lots of baby washing. Yeah, yeah. Baby clothes washing and appointments and haven't stopped really. So it'd be nice um, this week over Easter to chill out a little bit and, and watch the footy and, and yeah, catch up with uh, some friends and family. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we are going to talk about the D's game uh, on the weekend, which yep. was the inaugural uh, time to talk game, which yeah. honoured honored the late and great Danny Frawley. And I think, you know, there's some of these games that I think that the AFL puts a cause to or, you know, makes it, mm. uh, you know, puts a bit of an occasion behind it. And some of them seem a little bit gimmicky, but I think this one's so important, uh, you Isn't know, mm. really promoting that sense of mental health. I mean, in the last probably, what, five five years or so, probably even more so mm. the last couple of years, we've had so many more AFL players that have come forward talking yeah, about their struggles. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, I think, is it Bailey? Yeah, Bailey was, Smith came Bailey out Smith, this year. And, La- yeah, that's right. So it was pretty... Yeah, there's a few. As, um, yeah, a, a pretty emotional night, I think, and, and a cause that I mm. hopefully they'll continue on uh, as a bit of a tradition, but more yeah. so I think to promote awareness that that you know that people aren't okay and it's and it is yeah, all right yeah. to to speak to speak up and especially in an industry where there's probably so much the expectations the weight of expectations can have such an impact on on some young 
young people's lives like uh i think it's yeah more more than more than crucial that they have used this as a platform to hopefully get that message across and i think at the start when they had gary Lyon and stewie lowe and tony lockett out front and giving that little bit of a rev up before the bounce was was really nice i think um you know it wasn't it wasn't overstated it wasn't thrown in your face i think it was just a simple enough message um and which it was tasteful wasn't it and it was just to yeah, to encourage those, even younger, the supporters, the younger supporters to me as well. Like it's just such a thing now in today's, in, in you know, in the world today that isn't really talked about, well, hasn't been up until now often. Um, and just something that, yeah, we need to really drive home for, for these pe- young young people. That's right. I think it is. It's it's redefining the norm um, and setting, setting an example about, Mm-hmm. you know what people should and shouldn't feel okay about doing and, and certainly you know telling somebody that you're not okay or just speaking about your feelings or checking in with somebody is something that yeah. uh, that message can't be overstated enough i don't think no um, you know we have just what as are you okay? said yeah, yeah take yeah are you okay yeah exactly and just taking the time it takes two minutes pick up the phone check in and you know and it was just lovely to see for all his family there his girls and his wife yeah. and what a what a sad um, sad you know time it was and it still will be but it was just it was really nice to have them all together and to pay respect for I love Spud Foley so yeah. that was um, I thought and and Maccas as well got around it I was seeing at halftime the Golden Fist they were donating yeah. two hundred dollars every time I don't know what it got up to actually in the end yeah you know, I didn't no I didn't see I didn't see what the final no. figure I think they had. Um... It was, it was seven grand, I think, at halftime. I think it, yeah, so, it, was, it was a decent, decent number there, which is, which is great. Great, but, um, really good. So, yeah, but it's there's plenty of heat in the game at the start, and I think you know plenty of emotion, mm. and I think that kind of build up certainly fed into that, and it was a pretty entertaining game, but although it was pretty scrappy at times, and mm. in the end, D's held off uh, the Saints, who were pretty wasteful, uh, as were as were Melbourne, but we came out on top, defeating the side. Uh, 12 goals, 19, 99 to 11 goals, 7, 71. Mm. And that was Got the four plenty. points. We did. We did. And mm. yeah, 2 and 0 for the first time in five years since 2000, sorry, four years since 2017, which is exciting. Is and four years. I think How Channel that? Oh, it was great, except Channel 9, Channel 9 decided to, to jump the gun and they reported us. It's the first time since 2017. I think six or 2005, <laughs> which is actually three and O, not two oh, and O. So they jumped the gun yeah. there. So they can they can re rerun that story next week after we beat GWS Giants. So, um, so you, you're sitting on a one thirty um, percentage. So the doggies are just trailing yeah. behind at one fifteen. So there you go. Look at that. It's a tight tight top five. That's is, it. Um, yeah, two for two. But like with all these games, there's things that we did like and there's things that we didn't like. Yeah. But we're going to start with our first segment, credit to the boys. We are. Back into the game, so um, it's a real credit to the boys. Um, I think it was on uh, all of us to step up and, and you know, really lead from the front, and I thought we did that all day. So We want to play our way. Just go after the boys. So, Timmy, with credit to the boys, what was something that stood out to you? What did you like? Well, I think one of the biggest things that I took out of that game was the fact that Melbourne put in a, a, a terrific response after the game kind of looked like it was slowly, it was getting out of our hands in that second quarter. Saints Saints had kicked five goals in a row and it, it certainly looked like that, you know, they could have run away with that with that lead. And, and I think Demons fans would all know that feeling too well where we've seen a lead slip 
and then it just goes completely the other way. But it was fantastic to see up up until about the six-minute mark. Well, there's about six minutes to go in the second quarter. We looked completely out of it, and the momentum had completely swung in St Kilda's favour. We'd butchered the ball. Mm. Um, a few drop marks, which we'll talk about later on, um, that you know resulted in some easy goals, and all of a sudden we had a lead that had disappeared. But with about five to six minutes to go, we had some pretty outstanding plays from, from some of our top-end talent that really turned the rest of the quarter on its head and that momentum ended, ended up carrying on into the third quarter. But I think Christian Petrarca was one of those people that stood up. Like I think his first yeah. two weeks have been, I think, relatively quiet maybe compared to last year, but he's mm. still been as effective. Like he's not, you know, he last year... He doesn't he, around the uh, ground. He just... You know, last year was his breakout year, you know, quotation marks. And I think he had a lot of the media hype and I think he stood out a lot more. And I think this year so far, he's had two really good games, but but without sort of standing out and being too flashy. And yeah. he just had a couple of ripper contests where he, he pinballed his way through contests to get the ball out. Uh, had made a couple of aggressive kicks into the corridor. Um, there was one... Uh, that he kicks, I think he found Oliver once that the handball to Viney and we're pushing forward. And unfortunately, Viney got didn't know where to kick it and he got <laughs> pinned for holding the ball. But straight after that, it was almost a similar similar play from Salem into Oliver and then pushing the, for, the ball forward for uh, Alex Neil Bullen to soccer a goal. And then not too long after that, yeah, we had Cozzy kick a goal as well, too, which um, it was great to see. And from that, spurned on, we kicked then the next five goals after that. And it really kind of Gave us a comfortable lead, even though the Saints certainly stemmed the momentum. We were able to sustain their pressure, um, really yeah. turn the game on its head, which is something that, yeah, in the past few seasons, Melbourne isn't hasn't been accustomed to. So that was that was really exciting to see. That's awesome. I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I just have one player, and I've mentioned him to you before. I think you actually mentioned him just then as well to me, Cozzy Pickett. Yeah. What a man. Are you excited? Oh, Are you excited uh, when you see him running there? Beyond. Oh. It was just, I think he's the sort of player that, yeah, just oh. you jump off your couch when watching him. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's he's like, I just was watching. Every time he comes near it, it's just, just excitement. He's just going to do something. You know, he's just, what is, what's he going to do? You just don't know. His goal, his, his presence around the ground, um, I just find him just an absolute outstanding talent to watch. And how old is he? He's pretty young. 19. He's, he's, he's a trade, wasn't 19, he? 19. Um, and, yeah, he's and played he's a trade. 16 he? games of footy. Yeah, so last, 16 last games, year, yeah. no, year before, we traded our first, our future first-round pick for North Melbourne's uh, first-round mm, pick that that's year. That's right. And we picked up Luke Jackson at three, and we picked up Cozzy at, I think it ended up being, oh, it was either 10, 11, or 12. I can't remember. But they, yeah. they'd they been courting him for a while, um, and they – Knew, I think they. I don't. I don't understand how other clubs, either whether he was high up on their radar or not. Yeah. But he has just shown, you know, with week in week out that he's yes, he's yeah. a very raw player, but far out. He just he's he can break games open like you just saw that. He like, can. And he, they're playing him around the ground as well. So they started him actually first bounce on Saturday. Yeah. They, they started him in the middle. Um, and mm. he got he got a possession within. You know, I think he got the second handball receive. Um, to get it to Viney to then, uh, you know, kick that opening goal within 20 seconds. But he's yeah. just electric. Versatile. Yeah, he is electric, isn't he? 
he just pumps everyone up. He's just exciting to watch. And I think um, he's just one of those players. He just don't know what's, what he's going to do. So yeah. no, he's running their toes. But I'm very excited watching him. I love him. Um, and, yeah, I just want to see, see some more Cozzy Pickett gold, I think, yeah. this year. He's that got so much. Sure. Oh, he's got so much development to you know to come. Yeah. Um, but you can just see, which is like, even more exciting. I oh. think. I think when you see that he hasn't even reached his full potential, but yeah. he's you know 19 years old, however many games, and just yeah, ripping games apart and just coming out with people, you know, plays that get people out of their seats. Yeah, that is something. Yeah, that that's um exciting for what's ahead. I think. Well, he's been likened to yeah, that's right. The comparisons floating around to Cyril and. Um, you know, our best, our best forward, you know, our best small forward, you know, maybe since Jeff Farmer and you, you know, you, you do want to limit your expectations in that, but it's, it's hard not to get excited. Um, it's hard you not do. to get excited when you watch him. Sometimes, can't it? He almost kicked an absolute, like if you nailed this one, it would have, I think been better than the one that he actually kicked was the one where he crashed through the pack all of a sudden, like you wouldn't oh. even see him. And he, and he, <laughs> he, he sprayed it. Um, but uh, like I just remember like getting out of my couch and be like, oh my god, like it was so exciting. The and to do that. Well, he was getting he was getting some pretty rough treatment at that stoppage, right? And he was getting held mm. and stuff around the contest. And so I was just like, all right, they're obviously paying him attention. Uh, and they bounce the ball, what about 30 meters out the front? And then all of a sudden he just comes flying through the pack, bursts <laughs> through, and I was just like, Oh, it was it was incredible to see. So no, I can't wait to see what else he does for us. Yeah. And looking forward to having that sort of player that you want to go and see in person, you know, that sort of player that, mm-hmm. that makes you want to go watch footy uh, in the yep. stands, play for the days for the next 10, Just 15 years. Just some magic. <laughs> like, yeah, that, <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. So, so anything else, anything else that you um, credit to the boys, something that you love stood out to you that you want to chat about? Well, look, there, there was, there was lots of things that I think that I liked yeah. um, about it. I think, Last week, Maxi sort of struggled to find a bit of the ball and struggled to find a role mm. a little bit last week against Frio. Whereas this week, he was back to his back to his best around the ground, and I think yeah, great. That, that really came down to Melbourne's uh, defence being extremely tight. And you know, our defence we talked about last week about how well that they set up, and we had a purple patch in that second quarter, but we forced and killed it to go down the wings a lot and just chip the ball around and it really allowed time. And I think they were talking about this on, actually on, on the couch. It was no, sorry, bounce. I think it was, um, but mm. just showing footage of the standing rule, but the way that we were uh, executing our defense and getting them to get the ball down a little bit slower and they weren't sure where to kick it inside 50 allowed max that time, you know, five, 10 seconds, whatever it was, max would be able to float down into the defensive 50 and he ended up having seven intercept possessions and just took some of those, you know, just some of those contested marks down there. And it kind of alleviated the pressure of May and Lever as well too. And Tomlinson, you know, not having to always be the ones taking those flying and taking those intercept Mm. marks. So it was great to see him do that. And was definitely one of his better games. We, we did end up, I think winning, I think we actually drew even with the clearances. So last week we spoke about how, you know, we lost contested possessions, we lost clearances and our, our ruck yeah. to ruck to on ballers communication didn't seem quite there, uh, which the connect was definitely a lot better, a lot more improved this week. So it was great to see. So good to see Maxi return mm. to form uh, and yeah, looking forward to it. seems like that that's something that they might use, have a, you know, a bow in their, 
What's the saying? Cap? Is it a bow, feather in your cap or something? Feather in or? your cap. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go with that. Let's uh, go with that one. Yeah, something like that, that the Ds can pull out and use and has as that extra defender. Because they talked about him floating up forward a bit more, but I don't, yeah. I feel like that this role might suit him better. I think it's important as well. Definitely. He was solid. Pretty, I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough. That's very unlike the way we've been playing and something that we'll obviously review and get better at. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not good enough today. Um, this team, this club's got to start winning games. Right, Timmy, well, after we give credit to the boys, we obviously have to touch on pretty pissed off. So was there anything that stood out to you that didn't tickle your fancy, something you didn't like? Look, it was it was probably a hard game to yeah, being to a bit harsh, aren't we? Lots of lots of uh, you know <laughs> fine things that I didn't love. Like obviously the second quarter wasn't great for us, uh, yeah, but you know out. a lot of lot of things that we did do really well. One thing that I thought um, that I was a little bit disappointed is that we didn't didn't punish them. I really think that we definitely mm. should have won that game by ten or ten goals. I think. Uh, just we we had 31 scoring shots in the end. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I think at some some at times some of our decisions just from the 50 meter marks, and not so much the entries inside 50, but some of the boys were just having pot shots at the goal when potentially they could have been looking for shorter options. I don't know what the go is. The, the commentators kept referencing that I think there was a couple of young players that might have been Spargo. And Cozzy, I think at one point as well too, that some of the senior players apparently were throwing their arms up when a couple right. of those boys had a shot at goal from about maybe forty-five out, where they the team directive might have been to look to look closer um, and try yeah. and find a shorter target. There, we're kind of clutching at straws here. Uh, I think Petrarca had a couple of stabs from about fifty, uh, where he was sort of blazing away a little bit, and we were kind of kicking it right to the probably halfway down the goal square, really. Uh, which didn't really seem like it. you're either going for goal and you, you're punching it through or you're going to kick it to the top of the goal square or just below so that Jackson yeah. or McDonald or something like that could come and for the lead at the ball. But Bailey Fritch as well too, like his goal kicking, I think he had zero goals three um, and he handed off at least one to um, to Rivers and maybe to Stephen May as well too. Or somebody handed one to Stephen May, pretty sure, given it was 150 on the weekend. But Frida yeah. also like he he had a ripper game and took some he's such a smart footballer and takes he leads to the ball so well and his goal kicking just lets him down. So I spoke with Chris last week and we sort of said I can't remember the last time that the D's really kind of thrashed somebody. And I don't know whether that's mm. still in our game too much, but I think that we had the capacity definitely, if we capitalize on our effort, especially in the second half of that game, that we could have won and should have won by 10, 12 goals. Um well it was twelve goals. To nineteen behinds, wasn't it, G? Yeah, yeah. So nineteen, 19 behinds, behinds, and I think Oof, yeah. I think that three of them were rushed. So in the end, it's um, still sixteen. Still, yeah. And I think uh, Goody said after the game, he he said one of the reporters asked him that same question, and he just sort of said, "Look, it's a pretty good problem to have if you're winning um, and you're still your you know, your set shots or you sorry you've got your scoring shots, mm. you're outweighing them so much. Like it's." Yes, it could, yeah. but it could be better. And and wins early in the season and gaining percentage and boosting that percentage at the start of the year is so crucial uh, to have that success later on. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit hard, but I think that was one thing that we definitely should have won that game by more. Mm. Yeah, about, no, I agree. What What about you? Was there anything that you thought oh. was pretty average? 
Well, look, yeah, what, what we were chatting about just then, yeah, 100% the um, accuracy in front of goal is a big one, but probably being a bit nitpicky here as well, but a couple of drop marks around the ground. I thought um, Jake Lever had, I think, a couple early on, again, being pretty harsh. <laughs> um, it looked a little bit shaky yeah, just at the start. For that one. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, that was probably one that stood out to me. Just didn't notice, yeah, a few, few drop marks around the ground, some, you know, which broke a few opportunities open for Saints and were a bit crucial, but that's been, well, just, again, pretty harsh, I think. Yeah, I think we seem to work so hard for our goals and then yeah, it, it was just that we did such a good job at defending and then we'd have a drop mark. So I think, yeah, exactly. Lever, Lever dropped one that fell right into Steele's hand and yeah. ran straight into an open goal square. Um, and it wasn't the only time as well too. But I swear, I don't know whether they bloody rubbed the ball in oil or something like that because it just <laughs> seemed like... You know, underneath the roof, whether it gets whether it gets moist in there or not, I don't I don't know. But it happened a little bit underneath there. So again, we talked yeah. about skill execution last week, and it was definitely better, not perfect, and you wouldn't expect a massive turnaround in seven days' time or six days' time. But it was, yeah, as you said, nitpicking, but it's it, that was definitely exactly. for sure. How did you find the crowd there, Tim? On on the weekend, did you find how were the supporters? Well, yeah, look, I was watching from the comfort of my own home, um, but Mm. you can still tell, like we were talking about at the start, when, you know, you're at the Doggies-Eagles game, it it sounded very loud. And I think the last thing, uh, you know, the last thing that really pissed me off, really, is that Mm. the Saints support is just one of the worst supporter bases (laughs) of all time in in the AFL because they were just... (laughs) When the when the camera would pan to them and they were just complaining about absolutely everything, yeah, I know I'm obviously heavily Every biased here, possible. but they just seemed like the shittest supported base, and they were just <laughs> whinging about everything, about free kicks, about missing out on free kicks for some things, and I was just that really annoyed me, and it it did seem like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was the Saints home game, and. Yeah, there was a lot. It seemed like that the crowd that the crowd that they were showing were a lot more of the St Kilda supporters. But nah, it just just really annoyed me. So yeah, that, yeah. that's that's my yeah. last thing for this segment. Is that <laughs> um, and yeah, good we could stick it to them. But even though you know yeah. even that last quarter that we bloody you know they they kicked. Two, I think we got out to thirty points with about maybe eight minutes to go, and then they kicked two in a row. And it's just like thinking, shit, here we go. Like it just yeah. just like us to let them back in, um, and then just watching them. Starting to get rolled up, light. but yeah, no, nothing, nothing gives me some <laughs> more satisfaction than than watching them rub it in. But as I said, should have won by twelve goals <laughs> anyway. So, exactly. um, anyway. So I've got pregnancy brain team. This is not this is no, not good. That's fine. I'm gonna leave that in as well, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Timmy. Now to one of our favorite segments, the players awards. So we are looking though at changing or putting out to the fans. Is this right? Yeah, so today on Instagram, I put out to the fans that we have in the past called it the McDonald's Encouragement Award <laughs> because 
Yeah. I don't know. It was something that popped in my head and one of those memories. And who doesn't want a Macca's fries and Coke? Come on. <laughs> I don't know if they still exist, but I just remember that little like perforated <laughs> coupon that you rip off the side of your encouragement award. <laughs> but it, it yeah, often it. at some times seemed like it was the, not the pity award, but it was like a, almost like a participation award. And I was thinking it's not quite what we're giving out here. The award's about no. to somebody that who does their role each and every week or has a really good week, but might not necessarily get the recognition. So I put out, I put the call out to the fans on Instagram today saying that we're looking to rename it. Um, We're looking, our player award each week goes to someone whose performance flies under the radar. So we are asked, asked our Instagram base, our fan base, all 500 or so of them, um, who Mm -hmm. their most underrated Melbourne player is either from current or past. Most, most of the responses we got from past, uh, sorry, most of the responses we got were, were from current, but um, I thought I'd go through mm. some of them. So we had quite a number of those. So our first one was Langdon from the Lonely Boys. Thanks, uh, Lonely Boys. We had Alex Lilibelt, uh said, based on this season, Adam Tomlinson. John C06 said, Neil Bullen. Um, we had Swanee Jesus say, <laughs> Spargo. Gerald and Logan said, Spargo. David Troyan said Sparks, so you can see there. Um, Adam Dixon said Dean Kent, which, funnily enough, um, if if the game hadn't been all about sort of for all in time to talk, it would definitely be labelled the yeah. Dean Kent Cup because that's yeah that's who we went to play for. Stephen Tingay, we had another one. Uh, Jeddah and Langdon uh, with Jonesy there. We had one, uh, Oscar McDonald. Which is yeah, definitely could call it that. Uh, Tommy Bug, which yeah, he's not really remembered yeah. for the good reasons anymore. Um, mm. Bone Pep said uh, Tomlinson slash Uze, and and then oh, my wife, my dear wife here, who knows nothing about no, I wouldn't say nothing. She <laughs> everything that she knows about the Melbourne Football Club. What she did Penn say? Me. She's <laughs> she said squirrel, and she spelled with squirrel <laughs> wrong. So I was giving a shit about that. So. Sorry, Penny, but you're copying a shout out on this. But after a pretty overwhelming response, I think Charlie Spargo is a, yeah. a really good one that, you know, yeah. he had another really good game on the weekend. Not not as, I suppose, flashy as last week, but I think the Charlie Spargo award has a nice ring to it and definitely kind of embellishes the sort of player that we are looking for each and every week because we're not looking for the best on ground. We're looking for those players that do the little one percenters. Yeah. Yep. And so is it official? Are we naming yeah. it the Charlie Spargo Award now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. All at right. least well, for this season, anyway. And and yeah, let's let's yeah. see. And we can, you know, we, can, we can reconvene next season and see what happens. So, all right. So on that, who is your Spargo Award going to this week, Timmy? Well, this bloke has copped a lot of shit from fans, and I think a little bit disappointed to see that some of the fans have sort of turned on him so quickly after everything's given to the club. And that's our former captain, Nathan Jones. Yeah. I saw a post and I don't like to just nitpick out of social media because I know everyone's entitled to their opinion and that's fine. One particular comment on one of my posts uh, last week really kind of irked me and it was somebody, somebody had said that Jones only thinks about himself. He's only doing this to get to 300 doesn't care Ooh. about the club. And I was just thinking, no. how long have you been following the Melbourne Football Club for one? Yeah. And I don't think they understand what he's given to the Melbourne Football Club. And there's no way on earth that you could think that he would put himself before the success of this football club. And I just think um, mm. out of all that, Nathan Jones played an outstanding game on the weekend. We mm. know, we all know that he's not 
the player that he was five, six years ago. Um, he's obviously struggled to find a role and that's been very public in the media, uh, you know, being in and out of the side last year. But he played an absolute ripper of a game and I, I, just some individual moments in there that really kind of helped turn the tide to us when we were swinging the momentum out way. I mean, that goal in the first quarter, Petrarca blasted it to him and, and you know, he had really had to work hard to try and get it to bubble off off the ground and he managed to sucker it through. And then after that in the third quarter, when the Saints kind of stemmed our flow a little bit and was starting to sort of push back, he had just an outstanding through one of these tackles, the St. Kilda bloke off him uh, in the defensive 50 and surged the ball forward. And I just thought that's, he's still giving us good minutes. He gave us some really good minutes in the midfield, just making some good decisions. And I know that sometimes his kicking isn't up to scratch, but that week he played an outstanding game. And I thought, yeah, he definitely deserves some recognition and therefore deserves the first ever Charlie Spargo <laughs> award <laughs> the time that it's been renamed. So, well done, Jonesy. You're named after a player who's played <laughs> probably 250 games less than you. So well done. <laughs> People only commenting on what they see, um, but internally, it's Fagazi. Can you do with your best uh, Mackie McConaughey impression from the water <laughs> No, I can't, but it's, uh, it's goes something like Fagazi, it's Woozy, it's Wazi. <laughs> <laughs>
Cosy Magic will bring back the Melbourne favourite. I think Dave was listening to our conversation um, and somehow <laughs> knew was. what we were going to say. Yeah, especially yeah. about that tearing teams apart. Uh, mm. Tomlinson played probably one of his best games for the club, if not his best. And I think Lieber put it really well straight after the game, I think, when he was interviewed and just sort of said, you know, last week him and Maisie had a fantastic game in terms of Lever and Maisie did. And then this week, Tomlinson had an absolutely outstanding game in defence and yeah. and really kind of solidified that those back three are really strong and playing some cohesive football together. Um, mm-hmm. Salem, Christian Salem played an absolutely fantastic game as well. So I think and what was good to see is we've talked about how his position, his kicking is, I think, a big part of his game and he's pretty accurate most of the time. And he played a lot more up the ground and I think he gathered 30 disposals in the end. But he had a fantastic game and yeah. always tackles really well as, as well too. And I always thought he could be more damaging a little bit further up the ground and be one of those players that can try and pinpoint passes inside 50. But he did play a fantastic game. And now that we've got a few more um, few more weapons down back there in terms of Rivers and some people that can play on that halfback flank and Hunter, you played a pretty good game as well kind of releases Salem to play up the ground a little bit more. So, yeah, definitely, uh, Dave. And, yeah, again, um, what do you say? At the end, Cosy Magic will bring back the Melbourne favourite. Uh, mm. Yeah, definitely definitely agree with that. Thanks, Dave. We love him. Yeah. Well, next up we've got Chewy VZ who has said, what are we going to do with Gus? I think he's a great in and under mid, but it doesn't appear he'll have an impact from the wing. Yeah, they seem to be they're persisting with him on the wing. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a very compelling dilemma to have. We obviously had Jack back, uh, who started the game in tremendous fashion, kicking that goal within twenty seconds, and and I think really kind of lit the fire in that first half. He kind of faded off a little bit towards the end of the game. I think a lot of us know that Angus Brayshaw's best football comes inside in the midfield, um, whereas the Ds seem to keep trying to have him out in the wing. And, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. That other wing is still a problem that they – well, a problem. It's still a hole that needs to be filled. And I think they can, they are really trying to look from within and try and use players that we have on our list already to try and fill mm. that role. And I know that – he doesn't get a lot of the ball and doesn't play a lot of game time out there. I think he I think he clocked in at 70% game time on the weekend. So I don't know, yeah. Chewy. It's a, it's a good point. It's an ongoing point. And I think, yeah, watch this space, I reckon. Yeah. Our last one I've chosen today, Tim, is from David Herschel. He says, credit to the players. They just kept at it. Salem is pure class. Brown, Wiedemann and Hibbert are going to have to earn their selection. Yeah, spot on, Dave. I think we talked about how impressive that response was when Saints came, shall I say, marching in. Um, they did. <laughs> uh, you know, and yeah, we were able to stand up to that pressure and really kind of turn the game on its head when we needed to. So I think, well, I don't, I don't know whether Brown, Wiedemann and Hibbard, well, Hibbard maybe down back might have to earn their selection. Um Brown and Wiedemann would be really interesting to see what our forward line looks like. At the moment, we don't have a massive structure. McDonald played a reasonable game on the weekend, and but we managed to find goal kickers elsewhere. Uh, and I think that's good. It leaves us a little bit more unpredictable, but also it could give us a bit more structure once those big fellas head back into the side. And that will only benefit some of our small forwards like Spargo and Cozzy. Um, 
Neil Bull and those sort of players. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. There will be a bit of selection dilemma. Um, it's hard to see who comes out of our side next week if we have any of those mm. potential ins. Uh, I know Oscar Baker's been our sub for the last two weeks. Uh, hasn't been it's used. It's a good problem so. to have, though, isn't it? Sometimes it is. With that it depth. is. So, um, again, I was talking to Chris last week on our episode about what happens with Tom McDonald when those two boys come back. So, again, there's I think there's a few selection dilemmas once our side gets fully fit. So, yeah, wait and see what happens. Thanks, Dave. Remember to listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, and or, or any of your favorite podcast providers. Yeah, fantastic, Steph. Thanks for that. And yeah, if you want to find us on the socials, we are Attention to Detail Podcast. Um, we have our community page on Facebook or also Instagram at Attention to Detail Pod and our Twitter handle, which is ATTN to Detail. Remember, Detail has a double E on it. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Steph. Great to have you back. Uh, feels feels a little bit normal yeah. again. Like what 2021 <laughs> is, 2021 slightly feeling a little bit more normal. But um, yeah. yeah, looking forward to footy th- this weekend already coming up so yeah. so fast. Obviously, doggies are playing north on Good Friday. You're heading there? Yes, we'll be heading into Marvel. So that'd be good. So hopefully we can um, yeah, come out three for three, Timmy. And you guys have got GWS, is that we right? We do on Easter Sunday. We have it Sunday night. So uh yeah, yeah. See, see what happens. I think it's at six o'clock. So I'm actually flying to Byron on yeah. Sunday night. So the will you, podcast, will you miss it or will well, you see it? Or? Well, I'll probably see the game, but I may miss. So podcast listeners, this is uh, impromptu announcement. There may be a week off the <laughs> podcast, uh, given <laughs> that my wife and my daughter and I are taking some much deserved family time and having a yeah. bit of a week's break uh, up in Byron Bay just to, yeah, whilst we're on parental leave and school holidays allows it so um yeah there may not Enjoy. be an episode next week but we'll, we'll definitely do one and we also have a we've just confirmed our next special guest and we'll keep that under wraps for the moment steffi but um i know mm, fingers yep. crossed unless your bubbles decides that uh ready to come along that <laughs> you'll be you'll be joining us for that so that'll be that'll be we'll great do. so keep keep in touch Absolutely. for keep in touch for that listeners we do have our next special guest confirmed uh, and I can mm. can confirm it's not from the era of 1998 to 2003 <laughs> like all of our other guests are. So it is somebody a little bit more recent just <laughs> for all you younger <laughs> listeners out there that uh, were born uh, or don't remember anything prior to 2000. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, Steph, thanks so much for joining us. And, yeah, thanks, Thank everyone. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Go Dees. Go Dees.